This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. I only left my mama in my bed. I'm sorry. You should have left that song running, Harvey. That's what we're talking about, that Drizzy Drake. Imagine someone saying that to you. How would you feel? That That's a... Uh... That is quite the line there from uh, from Drake. Ty Butler going until 7.30 tonight right here on 98.7 ESPN. Knicks Spurs. Spurs come in at 11-23. and 23. Meanwhile, the Knicks are 18-17 and 17, looking to snap a four-game losing streak. So that coverage underway at 7.30. And we'll, we'll see the Knicks play the Spurs tonight. And then after that, they've got the Rockets, who also have struggled this year. They'll play that game on Christmas Eve, Saturday in Houston. So the, the Knicks, uh, despite all the losing lately, have had a, a real good shot to get two easy ones in the win column before they return home right after the new year on Monday to play the Suns. And then you got the Spurs again. So it's uh, Spurs, Rockets on the road, and then you return home for two Suns and Spurs before you go back on the road. So the Knicks with a good shot here to get back in the win column. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Nets, who I mentioned in the top of the show, guess who's got the second best record in all of basketball? That would be Brooklyn. They started one and five. They're now twenty-three and twelve. No one's got a better conference record. They're eighteen and six in the Eastern Conference. No one's got a better record in clutch games. They're fourteen and three, and we saw that last night when they went down by fifteen. They kept on, you know, playing hard, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were able to get them. Uh, actually a lead in this game that they blew. It was tied. Durant hits a jumper. Tied again. Durant hits another jumper. And then all of a sudden, it's a one-point game. And Kyrie Irving misses a three. Back come the Hawks with six seconds left on the clock. Uh, I don't know why Nate McMillan didn't call a timeout. But he had two timeouts. And he didn't call one. But the Hawks go the length of the floor. DeJounte Murray hoists up a three-point uh, three shot over both Kyrie KD and Kyrie, and he missed it. I thought it was going to go in. I really thought it was going to go in, but he missed it. So the Nets escaped that one uh, with a one-point victory, and now they've won ten straight games and are the hottest team in basketball. So they're becoming a contender. They're morphing into a contender, and led by Kevin Durant, who could possibly go from requesting a trade and being vilified for it by the masses to winning MVP, which would be quite the turnaround. That would be quite the turnaround. And I got to give Jacques Vaughn a lot of credit because he has done an excellent job with his unit. And, you know, Claxton's better. And, you know, Watanabe's come out of nowhere. Uh, Sumner's coming out of nowhere. He's been a contributor. And, you know, Ben Simmons starting to play better basketball of late. TJ Warren returned from injury. He's given them a scoring punch. Royce O'Neal, the 3D guy. So the Nets are rolling right now. The Nets are rolling. 800-919-3776. I do wonder what's going to happen with uh, the Derek Carr situation because Josh McDaniels announced that he is not going to start the rest of the season, their final two games, and it looks like he is on his way out of Las Vegas. But I guess throwing a wrench into the situation is that they're going to try to trade him, but he has a full no-trade clause, which means he's, he can pick his destination. But if teams don't trade him, the Raiders are going to cut him and save a bunch of money. So now he's going to hit the open market, and there are going to be a lot of teams vying for the services of Derek Carr. The Commanders will need a quarterback. The Falcons could need a quarterback. The Saints could need a quarterback. Tampa Bay, because we were assuming that Brady in the final year of his deal, if he doesn't retire, he's going to go elsewhere. 
And then you have us here with the New York Jets. I don't think Mike White is the answer at quarterback. Maybe he's the answer for the rest of this season and could still get them to the playoffs. But I just don't see um, him being the franchise quarterback that they need with this group to help them become a contender. So, you know, if Derek Carr is on the radar, I, I think that will be a direction that I, I, I love more than than the Jimmy Garoppolo option. Garoppolo's always hurt, and he's he's just, to me, not it. He He's just not it. So Derek Carr, that's someone I would entertain. I don't think the Ravens are letting Lamar Jackson go, but he's definitely you know my number one choice if he is on the market. And then actually my favorite quarterback in football is Aaron Rodgers, so we'll see how the season ends for the Packers, who could still make the playoffs if they get two wins to end the season against the Vikings and Lions and the Commanders slip up and lose one of these games. So the Packers could still make the playoffs, and then we'll have to see what happens uh, when they decide on Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers because it looks like that decision is going to be made finally this offseason. I do got to point out something real quick before we get back to the phone calls at 800-919-3776. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Malik Willis is going to be starting tonight uh, for the Titans, but uh, I stand corrected. It's actually going to be Josh Dobbs, so thank you to Jason pointing that out on Twitter. I uh, appreciate you uh, aiding with me with that correction. 800-919-3776. Back to the phone calls. We go. Fred is in White Plains and wants to talk. What's up, Fred? What's up, Ty? Um, dope to hear more of you on here, big fan. Thank you, bro. Um, for sure, for sure. I had a point, a next point. Um, I know we we I agree we need a big like I feel like that'll be the move that could really make us contend with anybody. Um, obviously Collins or Turner would be the dopest of possible people available, but I was thinking Jackson Hayes because they got a lock jam over there with the Pelicans. He'd get more play time with us. They got Valanciunas, Hernan Gomez, and obviously Zion. Um, but the guy I feel bad I don't know his name. The guy that answered the phone was like I don't think that's gonna happen. He sounded like a Nets fan. Props to him. Um, and, um, so then I was just thinking maybe, um, Holmes, Rishon Holmes, cause that's a team that's definitely just going to be trying to get, gain assets. I feel like they would trade him. Yeah. I mean, um, I appreciate the call. I, I feel like Jackson Hayes would, would be a, a good fit for this mix. I don't think I, what was the other name that you mentioned? Uh, there's another name you mentioned. Uh, but yeah, Jackson Haynes, uh, Jackson Hayes will, will be uh, will perfect for this mid, for the for the Nets. I think that would be a a really good option. It's just tough. To, it's tough right now because when you go ten seeds deep in both conferences, you know it, you feel like you're in it longer. So the teams that in the past would you know the the conferences the way they were set up in the standings and the playoffs probably would have felt more likely to deal these guys, whereas now you get that opportunity to get in as a 9 or a 10 seed, you might want to hold on to some guys. But Jackson Hayes, I could see that being a legitimate option for the Nets. They need a big man because as presently constructed, they're just a, too small of a team. They're going to struggle on the boards against the likes of Milwaukee and Boston. I don't want to disrespect uh, the Sixers as well with, with Embiid. That, that, that is a nightmarish matchup, and as good as Nick Claxton is, I just don't think that he is enough to stave off the 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 firepower of the bigs that those teams present. So if the Nets are 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 going to be a, a true contender, one that can get out the Eastern Conference and get to the finals, that that's going to be something that they have to address. As far as the Giants are concerned, um Sunday should be fun, right? Because 
You haven't made the playoffs in six years. Daniel Jones is putting together a representative season. Now, I don't want to paint it as if he's been, you know, so spectacular. He's up there rivaling, you know, Mahomes and Hurts for the MVP. But given the circumstances and what the expectations were before the season, I've come out of here really impressed with what I've seen from Daniel Jones. And I don't know how, if you're a Giant fan, you could be even entertaining the idea of going out there and getting another quarterback. I I really would love to see him and this Brian Dable offense with weapons. Because, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, Darius Slayton, Daniel Bellinger, these aren't the guys who I feel like are going to be there when it ultimately matters for the Giants as far as as being a a true player in the NFC. So when you get him some weapons, I'm I'm interested to see what he's going to look like. Only eight turnovers this year? That was a big question mark for him. Can he take care of the football? And he has addressed that. Can he stay healthy? And he has started every single game. And in Saquon Barkley, you just run out of superlatives for him because he he wowed you so much in that sometimes you become a victim of your own success. Saquon Barkley wowed you so much in that rookie season where you're you're thinking this is one of the best running backs in football. And then since then, because of all the injuries, like he just simply hasn't been the same player. And we were looking to hold him to that same standard. But this year, outside of maybe two or three games... He's 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 balled out, and he has been great for the Giants. In his last two games, a buck seventy-one yards and two touchdowns. Saquon has been the MVP of this team, and you know him healthy with Daniel Jones. I just want to see if the Giants bring him back, which they probably will. I would assume they would, right? Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley back, and you actually give them some weapons. Like how 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 much better could Saquon get if the Giants actually have a legitimate passing attack? That he he could get to another level. So if you're a Giant fan, you got to be excited. And I know it's the Colts, so it's a game that, you know, on paper isn't the most fascinating uh, of the slate. But it, it, it's a it's it's a chance for you to get back to the playoffs. By the way, I came across this. So the, week seventeen only features one game on the schedule that involves two teams that are currently above 500. And that's Monday, where you get Bills-Bengals, which is a, a sexy game on Monday Night Football. I mean, that's a game right there. I guess Cincinnati still has an outside shot of getting the number one seed. They would obviously need to beat Buffalo this Monday to get to 12-4, and four, dropping the Bills to 12-4, and four, and then you win the head-to-head tiebreaker there. And then they would need to win out, which means they beat the Ravens in Week 18. And you'd also need Kansas City to slip up. And I don't think the Chiefs are losing any of these games to the Broncos or Raiders. But that that's a that that is an opportunity for for the Bengals. That they, they have an outside shot at the number one seed. At very least, they could get the number two seed. And why is that important? Number two means that if the Jets get in, they're going to be the seventh seed. And they would either play Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati in the first round. Those are the wages of, of being the final playoff team in the AFC. And who would you rather if you're a Jet fan? Bills, 
Chiefs, or Bengals? I'll have my answer coming up next as we wrap the show. 800-919-3776. We are wrapping with your phone calls. Up next right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Cowboys Titans tonight in a game that, I mean, if you're watching it, it's only because you're either betting on it or you have someone on your fantasy team because the Titans aren't playing anybody. They've got that game against the Jags in Week 18 that's going to decide the division, and that's their only uh, hope of getting into the playoffs. So it, it's, it comes down to they're going to rest everyone today. And how about Doug Peterson <laughs> saying that he doesn't uh, believe in resting people? That's funny. I know Giant fans didn't find that to be funny, though. Uh, but if you're the Cowboys, I was just talking to Ray Santiago during the break. This is like one of those no-win situations for you. Because if if you barely win, it's like, oh, you, sh- you should have blown them out. But even if you blow them out, it's like, oh, that's this is what you were supposed to do. So for the Cowboys, it really is. Uh, they, they have to win this game because they still got a shot at winning the NFC East. If the Eagles lose out and Dallas wins out, they get the NFC East title. I don't think that's going to happen because I do have the Eagles beating the Saints or I believe it will be the Commanders next weekend. But um, that that's the only way that they, they can uh, win the NFC East. But the Cowboys should roll in this one. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see Titans, Jags for the AFC South next week in week 18. 800-919-3776. Let's end with your phone calls. Dan in New Jersey wants to talk. What's up, Dan? Hey, Ty. That, that beat, by the way, coming on was tremendous. Old love school, it. Love it. Love it. Um, so what I wanted to say was, I don't know why Sal is getting such a pass when everyone's talking about Zach Wilson. I think he's done nothing to make it easier on Wilson or show himself as a leader this year for the Jets. And my reasons being, one, when they were losing, he said the receipts comment. Okay? Secondly, when Wilson went out or got hurt and they bring Mike White in, he allows the team to wear Mike, we love Mike White t-shirts. As what, do you leader, mean allow- what do you mean allowed? Like he's supposed to tell them they can't wear certain shirts? Yeah, you can't keep that in-house. Don't put it out there. How does that? How does that? They're wearing it on a plane. He's supposed to tell them they're not allowed to wear shirts that they they purchased or put together. Yes, if you want to wear it, wear it in the locker room. I mean, I. But so so my point is, Ty, Zach Wilson already feels that he's failed. He's now being replaced, and then he comes back. Now he has the added pressure, knowing that everybody in the city knows that his teammates love this guy better than him. So what does that what does that accomplish? It doesn't help his psyche at all. Well, maybe he should have just played better. I'm Dan. I'm sorry. And, and look, I gotta go just because I'm I'm up against the clock. I'm sorry, Dan. I I, I just maybe he should have played better. I'm not gonna sit here and go nuts about the Mike bleeping white T-shirts. If they wanted to wear it, so what? They were winning games, and he was the quarterback. The, the the team rallied around him. If Zach Wilson hadn't stunk it up, then we would not even be having this conversation. I'm not going to blame Robert Solid for that. He's supposed to go in front of the locker room and say, hey, guys, you're not allowed to wear that shirt. Come on. Be serious. Ira and Staten Island. Finish it off. What's up, Ira? Hey, Ty. What's happening? My man. Happy holidays. How you doing? You too. Happy and healthy New Year. I don't know if I'll talk to you before. 
So the scenario you broke out, you're spot on with all the different scenarios for the for the AFC playoffs. But I, I think you could agree with me. At this stage of the game, I would take any one of those three opponents because it means we made it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good with any one of those three teams. Um, once again, you know I'm nervous about this Bills game. I, I think the key about this thing, week 18, okay, if, if they keep the Jet and Dolphin game and Bills Patriots and Bengals and, and um, Baltimore games all at 1 o'clock, the Bills have to play their players. Yeah. The Chiefs don't play. The Chiefs don't play to four o'clock. That's what. I, that's what so, I was worried about because I actually think the Bills are going to lose on Monday to the Bengals, which means the Chiefs are going to be alive for the one seed. So what you need to have happen is you need to have that Bills game before the Chiefs game. That's right. You you got to have that game early. Make this way. You make sure McDermott plays everybody so they can knock off the Pats after we beat the Dolphins, and then we'll have a whether it's Cincinnati, Kansas City, or Buffalo. I don't care who we play as long as we get in. Yeah, I, listen, Ira, from your from your lips to God's ears, and I appreciate the call. I mean, if but if we are having fun, and I had to rank the, the teams that I would rather play, I, honestly, I go Buffalo one. Just because it's a division opponent, and we, we've seen the can the Jets beat them? Yes, I know the Jets can beat them. How do I know? We saw it this season. We we saw that the Jets can beat them, and they played them competitively, even in the game that they lost, where you know Mike White went out. So that that's that that's the team I would put one. Number two, I'd put the Bengals, even though the the Bengals smoked the Jets this year. Uh, I just got uh, all the respect in the world for a guy who I think might be the best quarterback in football now, and that's Patrick Mahomes. So I'd go Bills, Bengals, Chiefs in order of, you know, prefer to play in the playoffs. But to Iris' point, I'd take any of them because that would mean the Jets finally made it for the first time since 2010. I'll be back on Sunday morning before that game from 11-2. to 2, But right now, coming up, you've got the Knicks and the Spurs live from San Antonio. Happy holidays, everyone. Go Knicks! Right here on 98.7 ESPN.